Welcome to the Starting Points Podcast, a podcast from Faith on Hill Church. Starting Points is designed to be an overview of the Bible, both major sections and individual books from Genesis to Revelations. Whether you're reading the Bible for the first time or you've been reading the Bible for many years, Starting Points is designed to give you a fresh look into each book of the Bible. Today we will be looking at the book of Ruth. Now, the book of Ruth is the story of a woman named Ruth. It takes place during the time, roughly speaking, of the judges uh, in, in a few decades, generations before King David. So if you are uh, listening to our 20-minute Bible study podcast, then uh, 1 Samuel, you know, the very beginning when you have like uh, the prophet Saul and then he grows up and anoints uh, uh, for, sorry, the prophet Samuel, and then he grows up and anoints King Saul. Um, it's, it takes place maybe, you know, a generation or two before that. Um, it's set during the Judges. We don't 100% know who wrote the book. It could have been Samuel. It could have been David. It could have been Solomon. It could have been somebody connected to the royal court. We don't 100% know. But the reason it's written is largely a because of the connection to King David, Ruth and her husband Boaz are the you know grandparents of, uh, or great grandparents of of King David, great great grandparents of King Solomon. Um, you know they they were not supposed to be, you know royalty, uh, and they themselves in their lifetime never were, but they are the ancestors of a royal line. In fact, they because of David, become the ancestors of the Messiah. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, what's the book about? The book itself is is four chapters. We actually uh, studied it um, back in the before times. I believe it was fall of 2019. Uh, we studied the book of Ruth. Um, and the first chapter, there is a famine in the land, so uh, the the family, there's, there's a husband and uh, a wife named Naomi, and they have two sons, and they leave Israel because of the famine. They go to the land of Moab. Things are so bad in Israel because they have turned away from God that they leave the land of promise. They go to Moab. The husband dies. The two sons get married, but then they die, and, and so they're kind of left with nothing, and Naomi says, I'm going to go back to the land of Israel, and I'm going to die in my homeland, and her daughters-in-law love her and say, okay, she, she says, you're still young. Go back to your father's house and maybe you can find husbands and start a new life. Now, obviously in our modern world, we go, well, why are they, you know, so dependent on a man? Can't they, well, look, we, we can all understand that, you know, the world that they lived in. But, uh, you know, Ruth decides to stay with Naomi and go forward and follow her. And so in, uh, you know, she goes back to Israel as a, a Moabite, a foreigner. She goes back. And then uh, in chapter two, uh, Israel had this, uh, in the law, God established the system of welfare. If you're very poor, if you owned a field, you weren't supposed to harvest the edges, the corners of your field. And so people could, they'd go in, they'd harvest the field and, um, you weren't supposed to harvest the edges. And if you were a generous person, if you, if you took it, you know, the most literal, you would just say, all right, make sure to leave a strip of the field unharvested, but get everything else. 
But there was this guy, Boaz, who was a very generous person. So he'd have his harvesters go through, but he'd say, hey, don't harvest everything. These times are tough. People need food. Don't harvest everything. Maybe harvest like 90%, leave 10%. So he was leaving more than was necessary. And so then they could come through, the poor could come through, and they could take the grain that was left over, and then they could have flour and make bread and survive. While they're there... um, Boaz notices Ruth. Hey, she's a pretty good-looking gal. He's not married, and he starts talking to her. Ruth goes home to her mother-in-law, Naomi, says, hey, this guy talked to me. And uh, Naomi goes, hey, he is our close relative, and there's this custom, because Ruth doesn't know anything. She's a foreigner. And Naomi goes, hey, there's this custom, you know, this kinsman redeemer. The close relative is supposed to take care of us. And so if that custom is still being followed, he should actually, uh, you should let him know, hey, uh, you could redeem us, and uh, you could marry me. And so in chapter three, she goes to the, the, the harvest field, the threshing floor at night and kind of cozies up to him. And he wakes up in the middle of the night. Hey, like, what are you doing here? And she goes, hey, you're my kinsman redeemer. I'm here to like, you know, let you know you can redeem me. And he's like, hey, I would like to. I'm, I'm, in, I'm into you. But there's actually somebody who's closer and who has the right to go first. And so uh, Boaz goes to this guy and basically says, hey, it's your responsibility to take care of Naomi. Um, and the guy says, I don't want to do that. And so he says, so you're okay with me doing it? He's like, yep, that's fine. So he says, great, I'm going to go marry Ruth. And in that way, I will take care of Naomi. And then they get married, they have kids. And then down the line comes King David. And through King David comes Jesus. Of course, this is a very human story. And that's one of the main questions we ask on this podcast. What's the human story? It's an incredibly human story. It's the story of people trying to survive in dark days. It's the story of refugees. It's the story of the poor. It's the story of, of love in, in, and it's the story of redemption. Now, there are landmines. Um, one of the landmines in modern times is what happens on the threshing floor in chapter 3. You know, one of the, the drawbacks, um, I'll say this, white evangelical Protestant churches love, the, the, let me, preachers in white evangelical Protestant churches love the Bible commentators of previous eras. We will go back and read the commentaries from John Wesley, and we will read Charles Spurgeon, and Adam Clark, and McShane, and all of these great thinkers and theologians from times past. And I read them too, because they had stuff to say. But they were also part of their culture, and their culture, generally speaking, did not want to deal with human sexuality. And so modern commentators have tended to say, hey, what's going on here? Why is she uh, there in the middle of the night? Like, why not just go up to him in the middle of the day? And so people have said, like, is something going on there? Like, did he wake up in the middle of the night because she's trying to fool around with him? Like, what's happening there? And so you have to deal with that. Like, maybe there was something going on there because human stories aren't as nice and pretty as we like them to be. Uh, I remember... um, Ron Howard and Clint Howard, you know, Ron Howard, the director, and he, he's an actor, you know, he played Opie, and uh, he was in Happy Days and all these old shows. And Clint Howard, you've seen him in a million things, he's a character actor. Well, they wrote a book about their mom and dad who were actors in Hollywood back in the day. And their mom and dad had this story of how they met and fell in love, and it was all a sham. That his parents had sh- their parents had shacked up together in New York City, but back in the 50s and the 60s, you couldn't say that, so they had invented this lie. And, and I'm not saying the Bible's lying. What I'm saying is, is that like 
yeah, okay, maybe this the Bible is is in the nicest way possible trying to tell the truth. Um, there's also the landmines of politics. Ruth is a foreigner. She's an immigrant. She's a refugee. Naomi's a refugee in Moab. They're on welfare, essentially. And that brings up all kinds of political questions. I'm not getting it into them. But I will say this. When we come to the Bible with our preconceived political views, that doesn't help anybody. When we come at the Bible and say, what is the Bible saying? And then we allow our politics or our views to be formed from that. That's a whole different story. But that's a landmine you have to walk through. Now, the, what does the book clear up? I'm going to be honest, it doesn't clear up a whole lot. Could we have salvation and live lives righteous before God without the book of Ruth? Yeah, we could. I think we'd be lesser for it. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. I'm so glad it exists. We'd be lesser for it, but we could. It does, though, clear up a lot about like the genealogy of Jesus. Like We would read the genealogy of Jesus and not have this insight. The fact that our Lord includes in his genealogy people like Ruth, Ruth, a refugee, a foreigner, a Gentile, a woman. This is who God highlighted and included. And that is something worth our note and our attention and our time. And if Jesus, in his divine choosing of what God in the Bible is including that, then it's worth our note. As we consider the, the human stories, the very, the very divinely chosen human stories of God interacting with people and bringing people in to his kingdom. Broken stories, messy stories. I, I am sure there was all kinds of stuff. I mean, Ruth has to come in from a foreign country and she's maybe grew up with idol worship and, and idolatrous practices and, and immoral standards that she was used to and yet she was brought into the kingdom of, of God. She starts to learn the ways of God and his people. What a wonderful, wonderful book for us to know and to learn and to study. I want to thank you for joining us for another Starting Points podcast. We go over books of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, major sections of the Bible. The book of Ruth is one of my favorite books of the Bible. I highly recommend that you read it, know it, and study it. My name's Adam. I'm the pastor at Faith on Hill Church. All of our podcasts are available. Audio versions on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You just have to search Faith on Hill. Video versions of this podcast are available on our Facebook page. You just have to search Faith on Hill on Facebook. Our website is faithonhill.com. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Starting Points.